Listen, I am determined. I'm going to leave this earth empty. God gives you one life. Yeah. I am determined to suck the marrow out of mine. Oh. I'm going to leave empty. I tell you, I'm going to leave you. I'm going to travel the world. I'm going to do everything that God has put in my heart to do. And I'm going to leave this earth empty. Oh, that's good. I'm determined to do it all. If he gives me the strength, I'm, a, I'm determined to accomplish it all. I'm Ashley White, the host of Joy on the Journey podcast, a weekly podcast all about defining, finding, and maintaining joy on the journey of life. I have promised, and I thank God that every week I have brought to you inspiring stories from women who are making a difference in our lives. And today, y'all, today is super, super special. I have none other than Sister Minister Willie May Sharp. Y'all listen, when God granted me this vision for a podcast about a year ago, I made a list of women whose stories I wanted to get an opportunity to share. And at the top of the list was Sister Willie May Sharp. Ooh, no pressure. <laughs> Why? Because she blesses me every single week. At Willow Avenue Baptist Church, and she leads us in worship. But beyond that, I have had an opportunity to be blessed by her divinely anointed food. She is a chef. She is a musical artist. She is a business owner of multiple ventures. And we hope to get into all of that and more. So y'all stay tuned. Stay tuned. So Sister Willie, thank you so much. Thank you for inviting me. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> y'all just don't know. I'm so excited. Oh, God. So I'm going to tamper it down. Though. Okay. I'm going to try. I'm going to do okay. my best. Okay. Okay. But Sister Willie, <laughs> when you think of joy, mm-hmm. how have you come to define it for yourself? Ooh, joy. I would say that joy, real joy, is something that is intangible that you really can't put a word on. I think real joy is something that comes from the inside, from a source outside of ourselves. Yeah. That's good. That's good. That's good. A source outside of ourselves. Yeah. Real joy. Real joy. Yeah. So have you had periods of your life where you thought you had real joy and then later determined? I'm not sure what that was. Oh yeah, yeah. In in my in my short life, yes, I've had I've had a few moments where it's been I thought for joy. And when you found out, huh, this isn't quite it, mm. what brought you back to the source of your pure joy purest joy? Wow. Um just the reality of purpose and um God-ordained plans for my life brought me back to the reality of what real joy is, Mm. not the things that I thought it was. Mm. And you said God-ordained plans. Yeah. Have you determined or been able to see what God's ordained plan is for your life? It's been a journey. Mm. You know, the Bible says many other plans of a man's heart. But it's God's purpose that prevails. So in this journey that I've been on, um, 
there have been moments, there have been markers along the way um, that have been a determining factor for me. Mm. Been many of those. Mm. Yeah. So let's get more into your journey. But before we get there, have y'all subscribed to the channel? Have you made a comment? Yes, it's simple and it's easy to do, and I would appreciate your support. But Sister Willie, you have been you have described your loves, your top loves mm -hmm. of food, music, and yes. people. Yes. And over the course of this conversation, I'd love to tackle each one of those. Okay. But one of the joys that members and guests all across the country have been able to experience mm -hmm. is your beautiful, beautiful voice. Oh, thank you. And thank I want to <laughs> know, can you recall the first time God used your voice to minister to others? Wow. Yeah, I can. I, I was a child. Um, when, first, when God first started dealing with me, um, I didn't know that I had a gift to sing. Certainly didn't know it as a gift to minister, but I had to be maybe about 12 mm. when I first noticed that it was something different between me and the other kids. I had to be about 12 because that's when God first started drawing me and becoming real to me. Mm. Yeah. Because I've been singing because I come from a singing family. So okay. we've been singing all of our lives. But it didn't start getting real to me until I was probably about 12. Mm. Yeah. And right around that mark, can you recall anyone that helped nurture? Like, hold on, something different. Mm. All the rest of these kids, they singing and playing, but she got something <laughs> different on her. Can you think of anyone or multiple groups of people that were like, come on, sis, let me help you out? When I was 12, you know, the church played an intricate part, but I, I don't know if I can point to one particular person. My mother was a musician mm. and a phenomenal singer, so uh, I would always sit behind her and watch her teach choirs and direct choirs and play and lead the worship and service. So I think most of what I learned at that age was just from sitting behind her and watching her and observing her and start feeling the tug of God. I think that's when I started weeping. Didn't know why I was weeping. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, but it was not until I was probably in junior high school. I had to be maybe in sixth grade. And my drama teacher, his name was Lawrence Bender. I was doing a monologue in my drama class and he stopped me and he said, do you sing? And I was like, Something like that. <laughs> he said, do you know that song, Amazing Grace? And I said, yeah, kind of, sort of. And he said, at the end of the monologue, can you sing Amazing Grace? He said, sing a little bit for me. Mm -hmm. And I was like, whatever. And so I started singing. Oh, man. He stopped me, stopped the class, said, I'm going to be back. He took me by my hand down the hallway to the music teacher Stopped her class. She was not happy about that. He said, no, you don't understand. You've got to hear this girl. And he stopped her music class just to hear me sing. And then the next week, my, my schedule had been changed. I'd been put in music. Yeah, so I always attribute Mr. Bender for that. His name was Lawrence Bender. Wow. I got a chance to thank him a few months ago, as a matter of fact. Oh, 
Thank you, Mr. Bender. We Thank show, you, Mr. We Bender. show appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you sure, yeah, sure yeah. appreciate it. And I use the term minister because when, wow, when I hear you sing, mm-hmm. it is like I feel the love of God. Wow. And I wonder, is that intentional? When you go into singing, are you intentional about the impact of your voice and the message? Very much so. Not so much my voice. It's about, because I've, I've received several prophecies over my life. One from uh, Mother Gertrude Stacks. And she told me that God wanted to put a prayer in my voice that when I minister, she said, you can, you're already anointed, you can sing. She said, but God wants to put a prayer down in your voice that when you sing, people will feel the presence of God and it will be almost a prayer unto the Lord. And so I believe she deposited that into me mm-hmm. that when I, when I sing, it's not about notes and it's not about a platform. It really is about ministry and shifting the atmosphere so people can have an encounter with God wow. and get delivered. Cause you know, there's a lot of gifts and talents mm-hmm. and callings. But the anointing, the Bible says, is what destroys the yoke. That's what I'm after. Mm. I'm after that thing whenever I hit that platform or whenever God allows me to sing, whether it's at church or at an event or whatever, my prayer is that God will use me to shift the atmosphere and shift the hearts of people that hear me so that there is an undeniable encounter Mm -hmm. with him. That's what I'm after. Mm. Yeah. It is so felt. Your, I hope so. Oh my God. And it's not all, it's also in your presence. Mm. It's how you carry yourself when you enter a space. It is as if God's covering then is deposited into mm. people that come into your presence. Mm. So I want to thank you for walking in a way that is one obedient to the calling and anointing that God has placed on Amen. your life. Amen. I have to ask do you have a favorite worship song? No. Really? <laughs> I do not. I do not. I, I, I don't have a favorite worship song, and I write as well, so you would think I would say one of mine. But no, <laughs> I don't I don't have a, a favorite worship song. And any, any worship song, especially in any given moment, regardless of where I am, can take me out. It just... It's just whatever he, he decides to invade my moment with at that moment can just wipe me out. I don't have a favorite worship song, no. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I was prepared for anything, y'all. I was prepared for Alabaster Box because no. these are my favorites. No. <laughs> that she has sung. Really? No, 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 no favorite. Because it's to me, it's you know, it's it's about relationship. So yeah. you know, throughout the day, it, he can hit me with anything and it wipe me out. So I don't know. I don't have a, a one particular song. That's my favorite. Mm-hmm. I just love to worship. Yeah. Yeah, I love I just love to go in just ugly worship. Just eat carpet, lay on the floor, head just yes, just worship. Mm. Yeah, I love that. And was that mirrored as you were growing up behind your mom? Did you That's experience it. pure worship? And then as a child go, what are they doing? And now <laughs> now you're like, oh, I get it now. I get it. Well, my, my mother was a very passionate musician and very passionate singer. Mm-hmm. 
But my, my grandmother raised me for the most part. Okay. So I remember my mother playing and stuff when I was younger. But yeah, she was a very passionate musician, very passionate singer. And uh, when she started ministering, you know, Baptists didn't call women preachers. Mm-hmm. But when she would do that, she could wipe a room out. I remember that as a child. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, my, I would say my, my mother was the closest mirror I, I saw. I saw. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, listening to the radio, I would listen to Shirley C's as a child. And I remember when I was little, I would be talking to the radio and telling Shirley C's, I said, I'm coming. I'm coming. I remember doing that as a child. Love Shirley C's. Mm. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. Oh, yeah. I am shocked you don't have a favorite worship song. I, I do not. <laughs> uh, yeah, we. This, one of the things I love about this podcast is getting an opportunity to wow, yeah. get an p- opportunity to learn. Yeah, and every single interview, I, I walk away going, "Huh, <laughs> well, yeah, no, that is interesting." Yeah. And so you spoke about your grandmother, mm-hmm. and one of the things I believe through my research is that you fell in love with cooking by watching your grandmother and sharing yes. that space with her in yes. the kitchen. Yes. My, my, my grandmother had a small catering company. She was primarily a, an amazing seamstress, mm. but she had a small catering company that she did on the side and I would watch her. She would just tell me, just watch, just watch. And I would stand by that, that table and just watch her season and, and prep and cook and prepare plates and, I would deliver the plates to the plants and things, me and my mom in the car. So, yeah. And what was your grandmother's, like, people were like, oh, I got to get her, what was her, her signature dish? Anything. Really? My grandmother was a phenomenal cook and a phenomenal baker. Me and my brothers and sisters talk about her pies, her coconut pies, her lemon meringue pies, oh, bless his name, <laughs> her pound cakes. Oh, my God. My grandmother was a phenomenal cook. Mm. Yes, God. I remember, you know, when I would take those plates to the to the um, the little companies and stuff, man, they could not wait to open that plate because they knew my grandmother had sent them something good. Mm. Yeah. And so when did she start allowing you in the kitchen? Well, allow <clears throat> is the word. Because... <laughs> <laughs> Well, listen, when I was about maybe 14, 15, she went to the grocery store. And when she came back, I said, I'm just going to cook. And I took stuff out of the freezer while she was at the grocery store. And I cooked a whole meal while she was gone. And she came and she just stood in the kitchen and looked. I said, I told you I could do it. Mm. Just like that. And then she took sick and, and passed away. So Okay. Yeah. But she was able to taste Yes, yes. And she, she got to see that I could. I've been watching all those years. I could do it. <laughs> that is so yeah, funny. Yeah, My yeah. grandmother also, as many people know, this podcast was created in her honor. Oh, wow. My grandmother did not allow anybody in her kitchen. Oh, okay. Like, you could watch from the distance. Yes, yes, yes. But no. I know that doorway well. Yes. 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 And her pound cakes are what? Come on now. And yeah, like, yeah. Come on, Grandma. And my first Thanksgiving, uh-huh. well, I was like, no, Grandma, I got it. I got it. You uh-huh. all come to my house. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It was my one and only Thanksgiving. <laughs> I underestimated oh, the time mm-hmm. and exhaustion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My feet have never been the same <laughs> since that Thanksgiving. 
And so I, I wonder, because I remember just being depleted. I didn't yeah. want to eat the food. Yeah, I was like, yeah. Then it got there late, and I was like, how dare he get there late? <laughs> I have been cooking all been day and all night. Slaving. Over this My food. God, my God. But now you yeah. have made a career of serving others and sharing yes. your passion. Yes. How do you maintain your energy and stamina? Ooh, my God. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I tell people my grandmother taught me how to cook, but I actually, I did go to culinary school. Yes. And I did graduate. I just want to say that. Yes. Yes. My love for cooking came from her, but, ooh, it's so much going on right now. It's just... I, I, I get my rest. I'm saying that for the people watching. I get my rest. I get my rest. Mm-hmm. So, uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because we're going to talk about her latest <laughs> venture and how, you know, God has deposited many talents and skills, <laughs> and she is adamant about using them all. Listen, I am determined. I'm going to leave this earth empty. Mm. I was telling some, some friends of mine the other day, God gives you one life. Yeah. I am determined to suck the marrow out of mine. Ooh. I'm going to leave empty. I tell you, I'm going to leave. I'm going to travel the world. I'm going to do everything that God has put in my heart to do. And I'm going to leave this earth empty. Oh, that's good. I'm determined to do it all. If he gives me the strength, I'm, a, I'm determined to accomplish it all. Mm. Yes. I love that. Come on. I love I yeah. absolutely love that because it's so important. I was speaking to someone earlier about how sometimes as we, you know, mature mm-hmm. in age, we lose that childlike mentality mm. of adventure. We lose that, oh, what's over there? Oh, I think I can do yeah. that. Let me at yeah. least try yeah. to yeah. do yeah. that. Yeah. I just dare to believe God mm-hmm. that it can be done. You'd be surprised as a, at a lot of Christians that just they don't believe God can Enable them to do something great in the earth. Mm. He can't. He wants to. The Bible says he's looking for someone to show himself strong through. He wants to do that. Mm -hmm. Who would dare to believe God? Yeah, God, I believe you. We can do this thing. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. Thank you so much. Uh Thank you so much for that encouragement. God wants to do it. He wants to do something great in our lives. Mm Yeah. Yeah. And so one of the great things that you have started uh-huh. is Wiley's House. Wiley House, yes. Bed and Breakfast. Yes. Tell us about that. Okay. So my grandmother, who I'm named after, her name is was Willie Mae Wiley. Okay. And my grandmother used to take people into our house. Hmm. We lived in this shotgun house. Uh, me, uh, her brother. And my brothers and sisters and my mother, there's about nine of us in the house. Okay. But my grandmother took people into our already crowded shotgun house. People we didn't know. Strangers off the street. It's it's a wonder we still live in. <laughs> she, took in she took in strangers. Okay. She fed them. She clothed them. She took care of them if they were sick and sent them on their way. That's what I saw all of my life. Mm. So... It developed a passion in me to do the same. So as I got older, I would take people in my house too. But it was always a desire of mine to own a bed and breakfast because that's where I love to stay. When Mm -hmm. I travel, I stay in different bed and breakfasts because I just love that experience. Mm -hmm. So this is a tribute to my maternal grandmother. Um, I wanted to to open this in her honor to continue her legacy. Mm -hmm. 
of taking people in and feeding people, getting to know people, knowing their stories, and send them on their way, hopefully with an encounter with God in the process. Mm. Yeah. And well-rested. Yeah, well-rested, well-fed. Well yeah, just when I was, when I was um, working at La Maison for about a year and a half, I actually had a, um, a couple from Hawaii come down and they gave me a prophetic word when they came down. Mm -hmm. And she said, uh, God told her, spoke to her upstairs and told her to come downstairs and pray for a woman that had a son. And then she asked her husband, she said, can we pray for her? And he said, of course. So when they stood up to pray for me and they laid hands on me, she said, God said it's not about the bed or the breakfast, but people will have an encounter with him there. That's what I'm after. Mm. You know, Bible's around, but my heart's desire is for people to experience the love of God and the presence of God. They may not know what it is when they step across that threshold, that, that door, mm -hmm. but when they hit that house, my heart's desire is that they have an encounter with him and they leave the better for it. Mm -hmm. That's my heart's desire. Oh, that's so beautiful. Yeah. Because I think when you hear of entrepreneurs and business owners, mm -hmm. sometimes you hear my goal, my profit goal, mm -hmm. or I want to get this many guests. Mm -hmm. I want the numbers. But that's going to happen too. <laughs> yes, absolutely. But I love that your intention mm -hmm. is that people leave whole. That, Have an that, encounter. That encounter with Jesus it's, That's it. it's not just that present, but then they leave with it. Yeah. And they may not know they may not know what it is. Mm -hmm. But my heart's desire is that, that they have an encounter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and if, if, if they want to know more, I'm ready to, to share more. Mm. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, we're going to do a work for God in, in Wiley House. Yes. Yeah, that's the whole goal. Mm. Mm -hmm. And honoring your grandmother throughout. And honoring Willie Mae Wiley. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Miss Willie May. Surely do appreciate it. I also, you, you mentioned travel. Mm -hmm. And so you have traveled the world. I have. Your most recent trip was to? Let's see. My last one was Alaska. Okay. Yeah. What was your greatest experience while in Alaska? Ooh, the food. <laughs> okay. I like trying different food. Even had them to ship me some. Yes, it was good. That salmon was amazing. Wow. That smoked salmon blessed my life. <laughs> so Alaska is on my dream vacation Listen, list. Listen, you got to go. I've been three times. You got to go. Really? Oh, yeah. Do the cruise. Okay. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, it's on my bucket <laughs> list, y'all. Literally, an Alaska cruise is on my bucket mm -hmm. list. We left out of Seattle, so you get to hit five ports. It is amazing. Mm -hmm. And when you travel, who do you have a group of people that you travel with? Well, sometimes yes, sometimes no. Okay. There's a, a group of sisters that I, I connected with when I lived in Washington State. We've been traveling together for maybe the last four years, mm -hmm. but I've taken a lot of trips by myself too. Mm. Yeah. I told you I'm enjoying life. Yes. <laughs> How important is that solo travel, that retreat with just you? I don't know if I would define it as important. Okay. It's just something that I like to do. Um, I can go with people or I can go by myself. I just enjoy traveling. Mm. So, 
you enjoy the adventure, the exploration. I enjoy, listen, I, the adventure is the key word. I can open a magazine and see a city I've never heard of, mm-hmm. or been to, and pack my bags in the morning and go. Really? Oh, yeah, I do that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's how I discovered Palo Duro Canyon. And 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 uh, and Grove Te- is it Grove Texas? Yes, where the statues are. I saw it in the magazine. Got up the next morning and left. <laughs> Listen, being single doesn't have to be boring at all. Listen, at all. you can enjoy your. There's a great big world out there. Yeah, I've been to Europe. I've been several times. Yes. Wow. Love to travel. Been to Canada many times. Been on the ski resort. Didn't ski though. Been to ski resorts. Yes. <laughs> Just having adventures. Meeting new people. Yeah. Trying new food. Just having adventures. I love adventures. Mm. That is so inspiring because it takes the, oh, I got to plan this. I got to do this. I got to do that. And I'm sure it's time <laughs> for those things too. Yeah. But also... Oh, that looks cool. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God created. I mean, oh, look, been to checkout line at, at the grocery store. I see the Texas magazine. While I'm in line, I just flip through it. Where is that? Pull up my phone, GPS it, take a screenshot. I'm coming. Just like that. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I am inspired. That's how, that's how you do it. That's how you do it. I am in, You don't understand. Yeah, I, yes. I am so inspired yeah. by that. Come on, just just go and see and experience. Never know who you'll meet or what your what kind of food you'll try. Just go. Mm. Yeah. And so we've talked about food. I want to know if you have a favorite dish to prepare or a favorite dish to to eat. No, I love food. <laughs> I, I love food. I would I would try almost anything. Really? Oh yeah, yeah. Because when I was in school, we had to. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Oh, yeah. Because I don't want to fail my class. You know what I'm saying? No. So, no. no. Excellence so, is the standard. It is. So. Yes, it is. So, <laughs> yeah, I'll, tr- I'll try almost anything. Just just to say I tried it. Just to have the experience. Mm. And so when did you start your own catering company? In 99. In 1999. And what was the inspiration to start your own business? Just just loved cooking. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, like I said, my, my, my grandmother was my inspiration, but I... I always, I used to want to open a restaurant. Okay. And then when I didn't have a gazillion dollars. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. I, I bought a couple of food trucks. Okay. So I used to do the food truck thing. And then, um, yeah, I did the food trucks up until I was in Washington State. And then when I came back, I said, I'm just going to do the catering thing because, you know, I'd taken sick and stuff. So I'm like, no more food trucks for me. I'll just do the catering side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so you mentioned, um being having an illness mm-hmm. that God has restored you Glory to God to restored you through. Uh-huh. However, I'm going to talk about that period of unknown mm-hmm. when you were really fighting for your restoration. Right. Did you have a scripture or things that you turned to in those moments? Worship was the thing that I turned to in that, in that moment. Mm. Cause the, the first time I took, sick i was in washington state standing in the closet picking out something to wear and when i came to myself i was picking myself up off the floor Mm. didn't know what was wrong and uh, my niece took me to the urgent care that's the last thing i remember 
She said they put me in an ambulance, took me to the hospital. I don't remember any of that. The next thing I remember is being rolled into a, a CAT scan. Mm -hmm. That's the next thing I remember. Wow. And screaming. You, you seen that movie Get Out? Mm -hmm. Where the guy is falling in the blackness? That's what it was like for me. They thought I had vertigo. Mm. It's like I was just falling and I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't grab. So that was the first episode. And then when I, I moved back to Houston and I was at church right before Thanksgiving last year, that was my second one mm. when I collapsed behind the, behind the stage. And then New Year's Day, I had a third one. Wow. And the second one, they actually told me that that was nothing that they could do, that I needed to get my affairs in order, uh, that the damage was done. And so I was writing my, out my will, trying to contact a lawyer, you know, telling my kids we need to meet. Because they told me I was going to die. Wow. Uh-huh, that's what they told me. And so when I collapsed New Year's Day, um, I actually saw myself leaving my body. I said, okay, well, this is it. Mm -hmm. I'm getting ready to die behind the stage at church. Mm -hmm. And they went and got my, my man of God. And um, they called the ambulance. I said, I'm not getting to the ambulance. They already told me there's nothing they can do. I'm going to die. This is it. They went and got Apostle, honey. And Apostle got in my face. And he told me, he said, you're not going to die today. Get in that ambulance. And I did. And they took me to the hospital. And they were able to do a surgery that rectified the issue. And I've been fine ever since. Mm, praise the Lord. Yeah. Still running. Absolutely still running. <laughs> still giving him the glory. Absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, but worship worship was the thing that, that got me through. Because mm. I told God in the hospital, I said, this is it, this is it. But I'm determined mm -hmm. with my very last breath. I'm going to worship you. Yeah. They're going to take me out of here giving you the glory. And I meant that. Oh. I meant that thing. And, and God said, okay, this, this, this moment is serious. Let me go ahead and heal her. So, because, you know, it's like Abraham. Like, okay, now I know. Yeah. Oh, okay, you feel yeah, about this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, this thing is real for her. Yeah. Let me go ahead and just do something for her. Mm. Haven't had an issue since. Wow. Yeah. See how God do stuff? Mm. That's why I bless him the way I do. Because God is so faithful. He has proven to be so faithful. It ain't just a religious thing for me. Mm -hmm. This thing is real for me mm -hmm. because I've, I've walked this out with him. Yeah. I've had encounters with him, undeniable encounters with him mm -hmm. that I, I wouldn't trade for nothing in the world because it, it's made me love him in a way I can't even put into words sometimes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah that's where that's where it is for me. Yeah, my heart is <laughs> oh, yeah. full. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I know for so many people that serve in in leadership and mm -hmm. serve in in a capacity where people see your worship, mm -hmm. don't know the journey, the journey, yeah, um, and yeah. that it's not a performance, not at all. You can have that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you, you can have that. Mm. Ain't about performance for me. I love I love God for real, and I w and I want to love Him even more. Yeah. Yeah, I, I am determined to to stand before him right and to see him in peace. That is my heart's desire. Mm -hmm. When it's all said and done. Yeah, I'm crying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, yeah. It's it's beautiful and inspiring and uplifting. Um, 
and also convicting because I think so many of us speaking for myself mm -hmm. sometimes you can get in the habit oh yeah of okay this is just what I do I yeah. wake up I yeah. pray yeah. I, yeah. you know yeah. I may read yeah. a devotional yeah. I go to church yeah. pray sing yeah. And until you have that intimate and that encounter, yeah. that encounter, mm -hmm. that it shifts everything. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And it's like, oh okay, well, <laughs> wow. I cannot go back. Mm -hmm. um, and so I just want to thank you for living out loud, mm -hmm. living intentionally, mm -hmm. and making impacts mm -hmm. just in your in your daily walk. Yeah, I'm sure as part of your musical. Um, side of your life you've come across many singers many 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 worship Open leaders for many, yes yes mm -hmm. if there was a young um young singer or a young person that has been a gifted and anointed to sing do you mm -hmm. have any guidance or any advice for how to stay the course and not get distracted fall in love with god's presence mm. for real because unfortunately, even in the gospel arena, in the gospel industry, it can, in some aspects, be worse than the world. Mm. So you got to make sure that you are in love with God and your purpose for what you're doing is for real. That it really is about ministry. It's not about platform. It's, about, it's not about money. It's not about hobnobbing and connecting with those who are on the higher platform. Is it really ministry? I mean, for real. Mm -hmm. Because if it's really ministry, that's going to cost you. And are you willing to pay what it's going to cost you? Wow. That and was, that, that, that was a question. That, yeah, that, that's loaded all by itself. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because in paying that price, you may have to say no to a whole lot of stuff, you know. That and can, will. Yeah. And will have to yeah. say no. Because I, I, I once had a... A famous artist, I'm not going to say who it was, mm -hmm. that told me that no doors would open for me unless she opened them. Mm. Mm -hmm. That's the kind of stuff that you encounter in the gospel arena. Yeah. So you have to already be persuaded before you get there. I'm not doing that. Yeah. I'm not going there. I'm not playing that game. I'm not compromising. And it, it's going to be hard if your heart is not fully committed from the on start. Mm -hmm. It's going to be hard, especially if you're young. Yeah. And they're throwing the dollars at you. Mm -hmm. And they're opening, you know, certain, you know, you get to go to certain parties and you know, certain events. It's going to be hard if you're not already fully persuaded in your own heart that that's a line that won't cross. Yeah. And it's good to have accountability. That's important too. Mm -hmm. Somebody that can go with you. Don't go by yourself. Somebody who can jerk the the slack out of you and say, "Hey, what you doing? What put that down? Yeah, hey, yeah. Hey, what you doing? That's not <laughs> oh, what you yeah. came before. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's not what we're doing. Mm -hmm. What you doing? Yeah. You need accountability in this walk. You you gotta have it. Mm -hmm. Somebody that can speak into your life until you know. Don't do that. Mm -hmm. You need that. We all need that. I think a part of the accountability, too, is trusting the criticism is only to make you better. 
It is. If if you truly want to do it for the right reasons, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's I, important. Sister Willie. Yeah, I could keep Sister Willie here all day. Like, I literally <laughs> could. I could hear this raspy voice <laughs> all day because it is just so warm and welcoming. Um, but as we speak about your journey mm-hmm. and your journey ahead, okay, the final portion of this uh, final portion of every interview is to ask people as they are seeking God's face mm-hmm. and favor for five years down the line, mm-hmm. if they could dare share what how they envision uh, the next five years unfolding. Ooh. The next five years for me, I'll be 60. All right. All right. Hopefully I won't look 60. No. <laughs> anyway. No. Five years from now, um, I'm believing God that Wiley House will be in full swing. Mm. Hopefully I'll have more grandbabies Mm. and yeah, the family structure will be solid and strong and I'll be leaving a legacy for my children's children. That's good. Yeah. Are you letting your children in the kitchen with you? When my, my, my children, my son is actually, he has a catering company as well. Okay. Uh, his name is Ronnie Coleman. The name of his company is called Merlot. <laughs> phenomenal jazz musician. Check him out. Uh, Ronnie's a chef as well, and also a phenomenal barber. Uh, my middle daughter, Hannah, is a uh, elementary school teacher. She does sign language. Aww. And my youngest daughter, Lydia, is uh, works for a finance company downtown. The only person that kind of sort of likes to cook is Ronnie and Hannah. Lydia, not so much. <laughs> yeah. not, no, no. I am Lydia. Okay. <laughs> she, why? She, why? She why? will cook. I mean, she, you know, she does the healthy thing. She's into the working out and she's like a negative zero. She get that from my daddy's side. <laughs> Certainly not my side. But, uh, you know, she can do some quinoa and stuff. <laughs> Some stuff, yeah, some grains. Yeah, when I when I've had my grandbabies over, you know, we've we've made homemade pizza and and stuff like that. Yeah, cookies and yeah. But I love that the legacy continues. Oh yeah, it's important. Very good. Like my grandmother gave it to me, I gave it to my children, well my son, and now he's passing on to his kids. So oh, I love it. I love it. So if someone wanted to experience Wiley's house, Mm -hmm. how can they um, get more information? Okay, uh, our website is www.wileyhousebb.com. Excellent, excellent. And the catering company yes, please. is www.chefsalmis.com. Let's talk about Chef Salmis really quickly. Okay. The name. Mm-hmm. When were you blessed with that name um, and what does it mean <laughs> to you? Okay, so in 2007, when I came to Wheeler Avenue, there was an MD at that time named Byron McWilliams. Remember Byron? Mm-hmm. Byron was, we were, we were actually in the gym. Okay. Remember oh, yeah. we used to have service in the gym? <laughs> we were having Thank service for deliverance. <laughs> we were having service in the gym. And Byron said it as a joke. He said, oh, you the chef Thomas. And I looked at him like, yes, I love it. I trademarked the name, and that's been the name of my company ever since. Oh, excellent. Yes. And very appropriate. Listen, thank you, Byron. Yes, <laughs> very appropriate. Right? So now when I cater, 
I come out at the end in my chef jacket and I sing for my guests. Okay, so now I have to cater because I want the full experience. I've heard the singing at church. I've had the food at various but check various this out. events. I, I, I don't. I won't even do a hymn for you. I do something else. No, no. I want alabaster box. Okay, I, that's that's what I. Oh God. Okay. You sang that song during the pandemic. Mm. Um, it was outside. Yes, I just I just come back. Yeah, you had just come back to Houston, uh-huh. and I remember going, Sister Willie's back. I mean, the text chain, y'all, Sister Willie, Sister Willie, did you know this, Sister Willie, Sister Willie? Is she visiting? Is she is back? She, what's she doing? Oh, she about to say, oh, Lord, this is all about uh, And my face to the computer listen, screen. Listen, listen. Because that song. That's a powerful song. Oh, my gosh. Listen. My gosh. Yeah. And your voice did it absolutely Yeah. Justice. I think that's on my personal testimony. Uh that song. That thing is real. That song is Come just, uh, <laughs> again, I could cry again just thinking about it. But oh, if yeah. you get a chance, y'all, please, please, please Google Sister Willie Mae Sharp to hear her. Please support Chef Thomas. Yes. Please support Willie's House Bedding. Wiley House. Wiley House, excuse Wiley me. House. Wiley's yes. House Bedding Breakfast. Please, please, please support. Um, and before we leave, we are here every single Thursday with a different guest. But y'all drop in the comments your favorite takeaway from this episode. How Sister Willie has blessed you. Please do. How she has challenged you to chase God, to be Ooh, have an intimate him. relationship him. with him, and to do things with intention and purpose. Remembering mm-hmm. that while we all have talents, let's use them to bless other people so that yeah. God will intend again bless us and pour out. To leave here empty. Leave here empty. Man. And if you have picked up a Texas magazine and seen something interesting, <laughs> place that you go, drop that in the comments too. Let me know where y'all going. I, I would like to go. I'm available. Yeah. <laughs> Sister Willie, thank you so much. It has been a joy. Thank you. Thank you so much. Until we gather again every single Thursday, may God increase your joy. Yes. May he grant you strength for the journey yes. and give you the courage to tell your story. Bye, friends.